from San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about what you can do to be open, honest, and transparent to foster deeper intimacy with your spouse. And there's a quote from Samantha B that says, you have to be willing to ask questions that almost no one else would ask. Mm-hmm. That's a good And one. I think as we talk about, you know, fostering that deeper intimacy and being open, honest, and transparent, so much of that comes down to what are the questions mm-hmm. that are being asked? And we're going to really unpack that in today's episode. But first, we start every episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for Tony and I to celebrate what you're doing in your marriage, the, the breakthroughs that you've had, the, the change that you've gone after. And this hug comes from an email we received that started off saying, as I listened to your podcast on intentional gratitude, I eagerly waited to hear you share the hug for the week. Hmm. Just as a side note, we know so many of you, like this is the highlight of the show for you is the hugs. He went on to say, as you read the words, I immediately knew that story for it was mine. My wife had submitted our story unbeknownst to me. And what she said was accurate. I was in a very dark place and decided I didn't want to be married anymore. Mm. Everything you talk about in the six pillars, I did the opposite. I was horrible to her, yet she never gave up. Through it all, she found hope listening to your podcast and sharing them with me. At first, I didn't listen. But curiosity got the best of me, and I listened to a few of them, and they wormed their way into my thoughts, illumining areas of my life and mind where I was so, so wrong. Over many months, I saw a counselor who helped me to unlock the areas of my past that were so badly poisoning our marriage. In June, a darkness was lifted from me, and I was able to see our marriage from a totally new perspective. I was all in. Every day, I'm eager to race home to her. We have both devoted ourselves to full authenticity, and we are working so hard every day to improve all the pillars of our relationship reading and sharing together. I've listened to every podcast since then, and they've had such a powerful impact on our marriage. Mm. I know God has blessed us with a fully reformed and renewed marriage. And yes, I absolutely recommend Uberloop. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the words of wisdom you share. I hope you know how impactful they are and how many lives are transformed through them. I can honestly say that you have helped us tear down the faulty foundation of our marriage that our marriage was teetering on and are equipping us to build a rock solid future. I have never been so excited about our marriage. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I love it. Just the breakthrough, the, just the, the new creation, right? Uh-huh. Like it, it's, it's new and it, it's just, it's awesome. I love it. Congratulations to you both. Uh, you know, it, it all goes to you guys for being intentional and taking action, mm-hmm. right? We have the privilege and the honor and the blessing to get behind our mo- microphones and, and speak into your lives and yet it's you, the one family, and each of you individually who step in and step out and go, you know what? I am going to have an extraordinary marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's so awesome to hear. So congratulations to you both. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. And, you know, it's interesting and, and probably a little bit crazy that over all the years that Tony and I have been doing the podcast and we are coming up on 14 in January. Oh, my goodness. It'll be 14 years. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We actually haven't done a singular episode dedicated to talking about the 19 questions to amazing sex. Yes. Which is 
something that we have had for many, many years. We've we've done it ourselves many – we mentioned it in an episode just recently uh, in the past. I can't remember when. And it's free for anybody who wants it. You can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash free 19 questions. I'll put a link here in the episode notes for you. And yet we've mentioned it, but we never really have shared any of the questions in it. Mm-hmm. We've never gone deeper – We've sort of told you how we've done it, but that's about it. Yeah. It's one of those tools that that we created out of necessity in our own marriage, mm-hmm. like so many of the, the tools, uh, books and courses and whatnot, you know, things that we recognize that we needed. And yet, you know, getting it out there, learning how to do this, because so many of the conversations, you guys, I've had so many coaching conversations in the last couple of weeks where I've said something to the effect of most people don't grow up in a family that is comfortable talking about sex. And on the off chance that you did, it wasn't like somebody sat you down and said, okay, here are the questions that are going to be really helpful for you and your spouse to go deeper into your intimacy. Like one, I didn't have, I mean, my parents barely talked about sex. Yours definitely didn't. No. (laughs) I was going to say, you have to, you actually have to speak if you just. (laughs) (laughs) If I just shake my head. If you just shake your head, they can't hear you. No. Um, My parents did not talk about sexual intimacy and we. In turn, early on in our marriage, we're fumbling around, not sure how to address this area. How do we, how do we talk about it? And for many years, and, and those of you who've been listening and have heard us share from stage or here, you know, we had a rough first decade. It, it wasn't the easiest of times and our, our sexual intimacy had many cracks in it. Oh, yeah. in, in many different ways because we assumed what we thought our sexual intimacy was supposed to be. We had these assumptions. Each of us did. We had our own expectations. Huh? And yet, we never really shared those with one another. Well, and, and I'll tell you straight up as a coach, if you have assumptions and expectations but no conversation, you're in a world of dysfunction. Like. Mm. That's probably some great That's a great formula. quote. It's <laughs> a great quote. <laughs> it happens every once in a while, right? But but it's true because you can get into this place where where you just think this is how it's supposed to be and you know, well, this is what I think it's supposed to be. This is how it should be. The, like what do we talk like nobody tells you how to talk about sex. Yeah, and and I just want to step in right here on that what it's supposed to be. We live in here in in the United States, I would even say into Canada, we live in a highly sexualized society. And so what we see, what we hear really dictates what we think should be happening in our marriage bed and between ourselves and our spouse. And for many a years, Elise and I have looked at this and and seen it and and have saw and gone deep into it to try to understand like wow, the reason we act this way is because of what we're seeing. In our own marriage, my addiction to pornography early on in our marriage guided what I thought we should be doing, which is not anywhere near what Elisa wanted to be doing in our marriage bed. True, true. And and we weren't having 
conversations. It was, Absolutely you know, not. again, like Tony was saying, you live in society, you get all, you internalize all this kind of stuff. You even internalize things from, you know, what friends talk about or, mm-hmm. you know, what the, the magazines say in the grocery store checkout and all this kind of stuff. But, but nobody's saying, Hey, here's how we start to talk about that. And it's the whole reason that Tony and I do episodes like this, because it comes back to the fact that so much in marriage is learning skills. Right. Not thinking, oh, well, everybody else has got this figured out and everybody else knows how to do it and there must be something wrong with me or something wrong with us or something wrong with my spouse. It's saying, hey, wait, what skills don't we have? What skills could we bring into our marriage? And and I'll tell you, like I, I was having this conversation with a, a new coaching client yesterday. Um, learning skills is not the easiest thing in the world. I was using a football analogy, right? Super Bowl champs are not born Super Bowl champs. They're born little boys who pick up a football when it's too big for their hands and they try and throw it and it goes about, you know, like three inches, right? It kind of falls out of their hands because their hands are low. But millions of reps later, mm-hmm. millions of practices later, they are crowned, they get the ring, they hoist the trophy, they do all the things, okay? Repetition, skill development. And it's getting into this place of saying, hey, we're going to do this in this area that I know you guys, I know it feels super vulnerable and awkward and like uncomfortable to have these conversations. And you might even be going, yeah, but you know what? I'm not, I'm not putting my, I'm not putting my toe in that water. You know why, Lisa? Because, because I might get rejected mm-hmm. or there might be judgment. True statements. We've experienced it ourselves. Or my spouse, I may bring it up and my spouse will turn away. Like they don't even want to hear it. And so... We understand all of it because I even think now where we are in our own lives, we still have trepidations at times. We still have the skills. We are still growing. We are still learning. And yet there are still times that Elisa and I can have some trepidation about, do we talk about this right now? Mm -hmm. Do we bring it up? Should we bring it up? What's going to happen if I do bring it up? Those are thoughts that still run through my head. I don't know, Lisa, you can share if they run through yours. Even now. And so we're not here to say, like, we are the best. We are part of the one family, just like you, continuing to move forward, stretch ourselves. And at times, yeah, we're going to feel uncomfortable yeah, are, there are times when we're like, oh, should we even bring it up? And you know what? That's where we learned over the years is if we're going to be intentional, if we're going to have the extraordinary marriage that we want, we're going to have to take some action. Well, and, and it's the action and understanding that there can be underlying resistance. There mm-hmm. can be a, a reluctance to talking about this. And guys, I mean, I've coached well over 500 individuals and couples over the last 10 years. So I've had a lot of conversations about people being uncomfortable having conversations about sex. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, you have. Like this is this has been a, a good part of my life for the last 10 years. And I get it. And, and I know that there can be resistance. There can be resistance because you've been hurt. There can be resistance because it hasn't gone well in the past. There can be resistance because there are other things that the two of you have to tackle in your marriage before you can actually talk about the sex part. Yeah, right. A, that's a There's very a good lot point. of different things, and and I also know that it can be hard to bring up a topic like this if we're talking about how do we have deeper sexual intimacy. It can be hard if you're just like, okay, um, I'm gonna bring this up, and I don't know what to ask. So, I, I, like, oh, what do I do? And then you're like, you know what? Forget it. This is just this is just way too awkward. 
and we experienced it. Like, guys, if I think back, you know, when Tony says <laughs> the first decade of our marriage, decade seems like such a long period of time, but really it was. It was that period. Like, we didn't know how to do this. Mm-mm. And so it wasn't until we started putting things down onto like, okay, let me just write out what I'm thinking, what I want to ask and being able to do that. And we started writing, okay, okay, what would those questions be? Like, what do I want to ask? And that ultimately became the 19 questions to amazing sex. I mean, this is kind of the origin story behind it. Like we were, we didn't know how to do this. And so we were like, okay, we'll just write down a question. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately we came to 19 questions and, and that's what it came down. But it's, having the tools to guide the two of you through an experience like this. You know, when you use a tool like the 19 questions, it's not one of these things where you sit down and I'm going to tell you right now, as your coach, as your friend, do not try and answer all 19 questions in one sitting. Please don't do all night. It's going to overwhelm both of you. I remember one time, and this is some years ago, and I know, and I'm pretty sure we read the hug, but a couple picked this up and they had shared that the conversations, the emotional intimacy around their sex life was pretty dismal. Mm -hmm. And I remember them sharing that by picking this up, they started with one question and that's all they did that first night. And they, they had shared their lovemaking that night was one of the best they ever had. And all they started with was one question. It led to other conversations within that. And yet it was the jumping off point. It was the help they needed. So they weren't just looking at each other going, what do we ask one another? Like we've been told all our lives not to talk about sex. It's dirty. It's bad. It's gross. It's whatever your mom, dad, grandma, aunt, pastor, whoever told you they were able to sit down and go, no, we can ask this one question of each other mm-hmm. and answer it to each other. Absolutely. So so when you think about using a tool like this, one, it's, like I said, it's super helpful to have the questions written down because you don't mm-hmm. have to think about them. You may think of your own questions. Like if you download this, you may think of other questions that you could just write on the side. You're allowed to ask them. This isn't like go the only it. set of questions. You think of it, you write it down, you ask it. Um, don't have the discussion in your bedroom. Yeah. We talk about this a lot here at One Extraordinary Marriage. Being able to be somewhere else, outside of the place where the two of you are typically sexually intimate, which for like 97% of you is the bedroom, talking about it somewhere else gives you that space, that that freedom, the opportunity to just think through without the expectation of, oh, is this going to impact how we have sex tonight? Is this going to you know create dis- So go for a walk, sit in your living room. Be somewhere else so that energy isn't competing with the room where you typically have sex. And I want to add to it as well. You don't need to sit across from one another. You can sit side by side. I even know for Elisa and I sometimes the conversation, when we have it side by side, it's just easier to have. Like I don't need to stare her down. She doesn't need to stare me down. And for some of you that that creates that closeness and connection, Mm -hmm. right? Like you need that. And for others of us, we don't. So having an understanding even between the two of you to go, hey, can we sit side by side? Because I feel more comfortable if I can just, you know, it may be like you're just laying on the couch and, and, and you're able to just talk. You can close your eyes and just sort of let your guard down Mm. and not have the worries of the world and seeing everything in that, that visual stimulation, but you can just sort of sit back and just sort of go, yeah, I hear what you're asking me. Like, 
I would really love this. Mm -hmm. And so have that conversation with one another as well, because each of us are different and what our needs are to feel closeness and connection, which is intimacy at its true definition. That is what intimacy is, closeness and connection. Mm -hmm. So not in the bedroom, you know, not all at one time. And then choose, choose to be curious, right? Save your judgment and ask questions, right? If your spouse says something as you're going through these, like, don't go with your immediate emotional reaction. Some of that's just been conditioned over time. Mm -hmm. Get curious. What would that look like? What are you thinking? Tell me more about that. Those are all those curiosity places because... What does that mean to you? Right. Because we can be so quick. doesn't matter how long you've been married. We can be so quick to just jump into our own personal filter that we don't actually find out what our spouse is talking. And when you have that conversation, you learn a whole lot more and you're in a better place to actually continue the emotional intimacy. So for all you guys, we haven't actually done the 19, Tony and I haven't done the 19 questions to amazing sex this year. We do try and go through it once a year, um, just to kind of, as a reset, sort of like Mm -hmm. when we do the seven day sex challenge once a year, it's just kind of like, Hey, where are we now? And so after this break, we're going to jump into the 19 questions to amazing sex. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're back and we've been sharing with you all what it looks like to ask and answer questions from the 19 questions to amazing sex guide. That's a lot of questions (laughs) and sex all in the same thing. And I mean, to be truthful due to time and this is our marriage, (laughs) we're not going to do all 19 questions. Yes. Right. That's because that would be a really, really long time. And we, we, we also told you all, you don't have to do all of them at one sitting. And so for time that we have today with you and for us as well, like we wouldn't necessarily sit down and answer all 19 of these in one sitting. We have picked out a few that we're going to just go through and share with you how we would go through this and be open, honest, and transparent with one another. We would highly suggest though, that you pick this up, that you pick up the 19 questions to amazing sex marriage guide grab it, use it, print it out. I want to say one thing too. And I think this could be helpful for some of you that your, your spouse may be resistant to it. 
-hmm. maybe having the conversation right now may be a little too much for you. Print out the questions for both of you and write out your answers. Well, I ask if that's an option. Yeah. Right. Because it might be easier. I have this with a lot of my coaching clients where it's easier to write things down than to be like, oh, we're going to have a conversation about it. So you can just write it down. And, and then and swap. then bring that back and then, hey, can we have that conversation now? We've well, we've written it down. Like, let's now discuss it. So another option. So we're going to go down. We're going to we're going to ask and answer each other a few of these. Um and, and go for it. If you want to get your 19 questions to amazing sex, again, oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash free 19 questions. I'll have a link here in the episode notes for you guys to grab it. So first question, Elisa, for you and I to ask each other an answer today is, would you be interested in using sex toys? If so, which ones? Oh, can I do one more little coaching thing here? Sure. Okay. Um, this is, this is something I talk about with a lot of my, my coaching clients when you are doing some kind of like question and answer thing. If you're the one that is taking the lead, you might be the one that actually answers the questions first mm-hmm. because it'll feel a lot less um, confrontational. Mm-hmm. It'll feel a lot less like a gotcha moment if you, you know, you're like, oh, well, I'll just pick one of the 19 questions. And then you pick one and your spouse is just looking at you going, that's, that's where you're starting? That's really good. So think through two things there. Think through if I'm going to ask the question, I might be the first one to answer it. And then also if you have a resistant spouse, I know it's a little bit heavier on the coaching side, but I'm trying to set you guys all up for success. Look through the questions and pick the one that you think is most likely to have success. Mm, Start there because then you feel like we're winning and then you're more likely to go. Yes. So with that coaching, I love it. I will start. Okay. See how quickly that works? I will start. Um, you know, it, it's interesting on this question because I think decades ago when we first would have Can brought this up. using that word decades? It makes it's just, just, it's uh, like a really long time. It's not like a long time. It's just. Decades, long time. Guys, okay. Am I right? All right. Well, we've been married 27 years. Long time. Um, I think both of us, I think I would have been more into it. You not so much. Oh, heck no. That was a whole, that was like a. No. No. Yes. And then there was a season where we were definitely both into them. Yeah. Right now, for me personally, when I think of sex toys like a vibrator, um, like penis rings or anything of that nature, we've we've gone through those and used them. Personally, at this point in time, I'm more into like let's do things like our liberator wedge ramp. Let's let's use our let's use our our liberator products. Because I like those. And I think they may not be really what most people would think as a sex toy. Mm. And yet, I do think they fit into that larger umbrella because they enhance the sexual experience that we have with one another. Um, And so for myself, I personally like it when we use it, especially when we set up for oral. I think for like just... I know it takes it a little. The angle. Yeah, it changes the angle. Angle. I know it takes a little more time to get set up, and then it's like trying to be warm and all this sort of other stuff. But I, I <laughs> in do, other words, it's not my winter go-to. <laughs> it's not your winter go-to. Um, but I, I do think if we could incorporate our Liberator products more, so it also allows for changing up our positions mm-hmm. i feel like i, I do think we're, we're we had our episode about positions and we got a little we've gotten a little more uh creative but i do think with the with the liberators 
products, we, we tend to change it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I, I mean, I, I think I'm easily distracted <laughs> <laughs> because if we use a vibrator, I mean, you guys have heard us talk about this before. Um, if I use a vibrator, this, it has to be really quiet because the sound of a vibrator for whatever reason is really distracting to me. And I get more into like that than, than being able to stay present. And, um, I do actually, I do like the different, um, ramps and whatnot from Liberator. Games can be fun. Um, every once in a while, I, I think for me, like when I think about sex toys or sex enhancements, it's, I like it when it's just this like occasional thing that we do, not mm-hmm. necessarily like every time we're having sex, it's like, oh, let's pull out this toy or this game or this whatever. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, a, oh, we haven't used this in a while. Let's pull out, let's pull out the bag. Um, what's that bag called? The, the, the bag that we or have. All our... Or Zappa. Zappa bag. Hey, that's a liberator. Yeah. yeah. Let's pull out the bag and let's see what's in there and, and do that kind of thing. That for me actually just, because it's that anticipation of, oh, we're going to do something different or if we pull something out. So if that's, Yes, I'm interested in using sex toys and enhancements, but more as like a, like as a bonus, not as an everyday, all the time type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the sex games are cool. Um, I'll put a, I'll put a link in here as well for folks to check those out because we have, you know, the tic tac to the bedroom and the love battleship and and yeah, I think we just need to those need to be a little more accessible, is what that has. to we, yes. we need to have those ones more accessible because they are a lot of fun, especially for the the foreplay part of our sexual intimacy. It adds that sort of anticipa- anticipatory. Anticipation. Okay. Anticipa- anticipation yeah. to our intercourse. Okay. So. Uh, next question. Go for it. Where are two places you would like to make love outside of our bedroom? Mm. <laughs> two places. Two places. This is an interesting question for me to ask and think about in December because temperatures are a really big factor. Well, when we were me. in Cancun, I wanted to make love on the balcony and nobody would have seen seen into our balcony. And it no, it wasn't windy on our balcony and it was at least 80 degrees. So I would How say- How did that not happen? I don't know. Um, well, the one night it was raining like Oh yeah, that one, one night it was. So I do think like, again- we got to say this. Please you, obey all local laws and, and regulations. regulations in your area. We are not responsible for any um, legal issues that might arise from you choosing to have sex somewhere outside of your bedroom. Boom. So there's always that. Um, so outside of the bedroom, I would say there. Do you, are you just talking about like any balcony since we're not necessarily going back to that same hotel? I think when it comes to the balcony, it does need to be sort of like resort. Like we wouldn't do it on our balcony here. Correct. Like uh, we because our neighbors, ba- uh, you know, deck right. off their backyard is like on eye level. Uh, like with ours. we, we yeah. have a we have a beautiful deck off of our of our master bedroom. Um, no, it would be like a resort type of a deal like that, where we're not going to know anyone. And yeah, yeah okay. I, you know, right here, I'm I'm struggling a little bit for two places right now. I think something, I guess the second place would be, I always enjoyed, and I would love for us to do this again. I would love for us to go camping again because I do enjoy like in the middle of the summer in a tent, it's warm, it's nice. I know trying to get you in a tent and go camping or something, 
You it, almost had me at like the idea of hiking again, but then you threw in the tent and I'm like, oh, the tent. You know what? Maybe if we did, maybe if I did this, maybe if I did like a glamping deal where you were in like some nice yurt that had heat in it, even in the summer. So we had space, something like that. I think something of that nature would be fun, like outside of our bedroom. Okay. Like, in our home itself, I think on a Saturday watching football, you know, college football, we used to do that. That was always fun. But just even in our living room, uh-huh. changing it up, a little different and tougher right now because both kiddos are home for the next nine months. So that has changed up the dynamic. But th- I gave you three. Those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> What I love about this too is that you just kind of get into these conversations that you might not normally have, right? Like we have, we're in a house that has like the two living room type things where we have like where the TV is and I would say the more formal sitting area, it's just the the living room without the TV. And we've actually never, never had sex in that other room. Nope. So just- Have we had sex in our main? Yeah, we have. Ooh, I wish you guys could see the look of... I, we have? I'm like 98% sure we have. Okay. I know in other houses we have. I just can't re- recall if it's a, we've had Okay. But like we haven't room. done it there. Yes. Um, I mean, this house we've actually used, like of all the rooms, we've kind of used the whole house. of the Like I'm not going... I'm not having sex in my kids' rooms. So like that's, that's just no. out. Like I can't do that. But no. everywhere else, bathrooms. Bathroom. But, yeah. Um. I mean, outdoors just has it like, yeah. I don't like being on the really, really hard ground. No, well, that's why I was saying a yurt because then we would have like a nice bed in there and everything. I, I'm down. Well. I'm down with glamping. You want to bring? Yeah. You want to bring glamping back or introduce it into our marriage? Glamping, come on. So, okay, those are those are two places. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna add like a little side note to this one. If you could choose one place in the world oh. to have sex, okay, where would it be? And then we'll and then we'll ask and answer the last question. Okay, I think for me, one place in the world, um, dude. After Alex coming back from Italy, like I would like take me to Lake Como. <laughs> he said it's probably the most beautiful place he's ever been, and I'm like, let's go. We could do a walking tour through the Dolomites and end up in Lake Como. So you go to well here we go, go again. You go to nice no 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 you go to nice like places every evening and they carry like they take all your luggage okay, and everything. Fair. On all you do is carry like a day pack. All right, let's do it. Okay, so Lake Como. All right, cool. For me, I'm thinking like the most southern part of the of South America, like wherever Chile is, like down there. Oh, so, so the farthest south we could get in. Still on the continent? On the continent still. So I think it's in Chile. Yeah. So because I want to go down there anyway. Well, I want to take that, that cruise. We do want to take a cruise around. Cruise. So so the cruise, so sex on the cruise coming around Cape Horn would work. Okay. <laughs> it's a win for everybody. I'm inside. It's not freezing. He there gets the southernmost tip of South America. There we go. We got okay. to time it perfectly. All right. Last question. Okay. What is, is, what is it about oral sex that brings you pleasure? Now, I will have to say this. The question is, that brings you pleasure. For some of you, oral sex doesn't bring you pleasure. And so that's something that you can discuss with your spouse and why that may be. Mm-hmm. You know, this is exploratory. It opens up the conversation that allows your spouse who may want to perform oral sex to understand where you're at. And again, it comes back to the opening. 
are we willing to be open, honest, and transparent with one another? Are we willing to take off the masks? And yes, as much as this can be like about fun and we want to see you enjoy your sexual intimacy and strengthen your sexual intimacy pillar, sometimes some hurts and pains may come up. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because when we break things off, you're free. You, you experience some freedom. It's off of your chest now. Like you don't have to hold it back anymore. You may reveal things that, you know, happened to you prior to marriage, during marriage, that may get highlighted, that shows you that you do need some coaching, that you do need to go work with a therapist. And I do believe that these questions can be challenging and they should be challenging to us. If they're not, how are we growing how are we having the extraordinary marriage we desire? And Elisa and I could look at this question and probably both of us could say there have been times in our marriage where oral sex didn't bring us pleasure. We didn't want to do it. There was nothing about it that we found necessary mm-hmm. in our marriage. And that's okay. It, it's it, We're all a work in progress. And yet... We have to step in and have those conversations with one another. I'm going to let you start. What about it brings you pleasure? Well, I, and actually before you, before I answer that, I do kind okay. of want to piggyback off of what you were just talking about. Some of these questions may actually open up a can of worms. True. Um, there may be questions here where, you know, past traumas, um, difficult, challenging, toxic, abusive relationships, you know, kind of come out and what you're thinking about or what you're reflecting on. And we say this often whenever we're doing episodes like this, if you're still carrying around something that hasn't been dealt with, please go get help Mm -hmm. for yourself, for your marriage, get through processing it because, um, and what made me think about this is that I did have um, an oral sex experience prior to marriage, not with Tony. And it was very I'm just going to say yuck. It was, it was traumatic. It was just like all the things. And that really impacted how I saw oral sex after marriage. Mm -hmm. And so, so I share that with you because seeing this question um, here today, I'm like, oh, you know, some of those things really, you don't realize where the impact is coming from or why you respond the way that you do. And when you work through it, you can get to the point where now I can answer this question. And, you know, for me, it's, there's a level of vulnerability and connection Mm. that we have during it. It's, um, it is one of those things where often in oral sex, one or the, you know, whoever's giving that type of, like, it's solely about that person. And it, it makes me feel like a priority of just like, oh, like this is, I mean, you read the book, she comes first and you took it to heart and it's a great thing and I enjoy it and you enjoy it. And, and it's that mutual enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Nice. I like it. He likes it. I feel like Mikey <laughs> back in the life commercials for, you know, 40 years ago. He likes it. Um, for myself, it's, it's less often given to me mm-hmm. than it's given to you. Correct. And I would have to say exactly what you were saying is when it is, when it does happen, there is an attention given to me Mm -hmm. um, that I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's nothing else in the world. Like this is like, we are, we are, 
together in that moment like this, but it's, it is, it is a very one-sided in that moment Mm -hmm. of receiving that pleasure. You and I have talked about this and I want to just share because I think it would be, it'd be wise for us to do something that we've learned through this conversation and just our sexual experiences together is you do not enjoy me ejaculating in your mouth though. Correct. Right. And so knowing that we have learned, okay, like in, in myself too, just realizing like I can still receive pleasure here mm-hmm. without having to go all the way. Correct. And the other thing too, when it came to this, this question, um, gosh, it was probably three or four, maybe five years ago, maybe even seven. Um, when we were driving back from Laguna for our anniversary and we were doing this and this question came up and part of the conversation that we had, and I'm just sharing it with you guys because it is one of those things that really can sometimes make the difference between a great encounter and a not so great one is we had the conversation around hygiene, Mm -hmm. specifically with oral sex. And for me, I'm like, you know, being freshly showered, cleaned, whatever, however the two of you define that, giving and or receiving makes a huge difference to me. Yes. And it wasn't until we were going through these questions, had that conversation, and I felt comfortable to share that with you. That's been a big game changer Mm -hmm. when it comes to oral sex in our marriage is going, oh, that hygiene piece, that fresh clean, that, that changes things. That is. That, yeah, that was, that was a big revelation we had some years ago with that. And that's, you know, we make sure that if we are going to have oral, yeah, it's not always a shower. There are many different products you can get. You can just wipe yourself down with a washcloth, whatever it may be for you. There are different levels of what somebody deems clean. So if it means you got to go take a shower before sex then go take a a shower before having oral sex. So that's three of the questions. And as you can see, we can go deeper. Um, We can go longer. Elise and I have been doing this long enough that, you know, personally, I could just, let's go have sex right now. And I'd be like, let's, let's rock and roll. Because it's that emotional intimacy. It's partnering the emotional intimacy with the sexual intimacy. And so that those things do heighten desire. Yep. But there are many more questions. We would both say, go get the 19 questions to amazing sex marriage guide. Get it. Pick it up. It could be a great start. For the two of you to get open, honest, and transparent with one another around your emotional intimacy and your sexual intimacy. You guys are fantastic. We are truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. And we're excited for all that's going to happen and continues to happen in your marriage. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.